the SWP with Steve Warren and Jim Jerome. Ottawa Sports Talk every weekday. Right then, welcome to the program. It is the SWP. Steve Warren here in Ottawa. Jim Jerome out in Edmonton. And thank you for being here. Happy holidays, everybody. We record this Tuesday, December 20th, obviously five days before Christmas. And coming up today, <laughs> probably my favorite story is Keith Morrison of Dateline has yep. uh, has basically decided to bust his microphone out and uh, record the entire Grinch that stole Christmas. <laughs> uh, that was fantastic. So we'll talk could, about that. Uh, uh, news- uh, yeah. yeah, I know. You, I knew you'd like that one. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about the Masters. Looks like the live golfers are allowed to be at the Masters. Largest comebacks in NFL history, World Cup final. Uh, great weekend for sports all in all. James, how are you? I'm good, Stevie. Yeah, back back in the uh, the land of the of the frozen. Right. Minus 34 here today, Steve, in Edmonton. Mind you, you were in Sudbury. Can't have been much better there. Yeah, no, but Sudbury was warm. Sudbury was okay. Yeah, like right. one or one or you know, minus one a little bit, minus six. Yeah, right. Uh yeah, minus 34, Steve, a little bit different. That sucks. Yeah, sucks, a little bit sucks, but I had a good trip. I saw the big guy yesterday in Jason K. Nice. Yeah, went into the, went into the uh, went into their office. Uh, the two of them were just getting absolutely blasted, you know. They don't do anything <laughs> there at work, right? They just, <laughs> Come on. Come they on just, now. They just sit around and drill back drinks all day, you know. The, the business not, runs itself, I guess. I don't know. He, he's just uh, kidding I, around, I, ladies and gentlemen. He's <laughs> kidding around. And that, that would, be, man. That would yeah. be the new big guy for the record. Jason would be the new big guy? Well, you said Jason K, the big guy, and I'm like, well. Yeah, no, they I mean, were both there. That's okay, the big guy and Jason K. Yeah, gotcha. the big guy and Jason K. So, gotcha. yeah, uh, thanks to those guys. Uh they set me up with the with the Bronco Stevie. Sweet. Okay. Yeah, Sweet nice car. Nice. Yeah. Super and nice. You took it off roading. They're okay with that? Yeah, they tell you. Yeah, and uh and if you if you're well you yeah, I did. And what you've got to do is when you when the when the car is actually sideways, mm-hmm. okay, on a 45, okay, just you know, it may roll over a little bit there and touch the fenders and stuff. If you just hammer it, whoom, you can get the right side back up on a level road, you know? Right, you, right. You got to be a little careful. You, know, you got to be a little careful. Got to do what you got to do. Yep, you got to do what you got to do. And and be careful if you're if you're going, like, if you're going, like, 40 miles an hour, um, you know, forward. You're driving forward, of course, Steve. Uh, slamming it into reverse, Steve, you, it's, you can't go be going that fast when you do that. Right. So, um Anyway, just I don't know, just didn't seem to click in, you know. I was like, "What? What's wrong with yeah. the reverse?" You know, it yeah, no, it didn't do anything. So they won't be, uh, they won't be reselling that particular vehicle. No need to worry, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yes, JimKFord.com for all your Ford needs. Uh, we'll tell you more about them in just a minute, but we got lots to get to today. And uh, it was a fantastic weekend for sports. You had a couple of Sens games. The World Cup final was one of the best. Well, it was the best soccer game I've ever sat down to watch. We had the NFL with some unbelievable finishes, the greatest comeback in NFL history. I mean that that Patriots Raiders game was bananas. Like, mm-hmm. did you? I know you were working up in Sudbury. Did you get a chance to watch any of the sports on the weekend? I, I didn't. No, I was I was driving. Uh, what, what day is today? Tuesday. Tuesday, December twentieth. Yeah. No, I didn't. I was uh, well, as you know, we we had him on the podcast, so I, I did. If you can believe it, Stevie, that I am able to concentrate enough, I did. Over twenty hours of recording. Wow. Yeah, they're in. Uh, they are in. Uh, 
they're broken up into 411 segments, Steve, because they can't last that long, right? So right. it's kind of like eight minutes at a time, you know? To, to Well, you need a cigarette every three minutes. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of, Stevie. <laughs> um, anyway, no, uh, no, I did. I saw a little bit, some highlights and stuff and uh, sure. of the weekend and, and the Sunday nighter. I, I see your, your boy uh, Green Bay won last night, I guess, right? I'm, I'm getting nights yeah. confused, Sunday or Monday nights. Yeah, most importantly, though, because uh, I, don't, I don't expect my Packers are going to make it. Who knows? Maybe they get in. But uh, more importantly, it was the final night of my Fantasy League playoffs. I needed Green Bay oh. to get me 16 points. I needed the defense to come through, and they did not. And so I've been eliminated by Terry Marcotte in the Fantasy Football playoffs. I know people have been tracking that at home. Yeah. I apologize, ladies and gentlemen, that I let you down. Next yeah, season, not- I'll be better. Yeah. And uh, not giving them enough updates, Steve. I know, no. I know. No. Three points unfair. back of Terry. I just that close. If yeah. I just started AJ Dillon, I would have been through to the next round, but I didn't. No way. I know. I started Zonovan oh, Knight. Oh man. Ah, oh, son Let's of a. Let's go kid. to break. I know. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Jimmy's got to lie down, ladies and gentlemen. He's really stressed about this over the over the Dillon. You know, yeah, the Dillon. You know, thing. you know what stressed me out a little bit just now because uh, I spend uh, quite a bit of time online. Just you know watching sports looking sure. at sports getting updated on i go to nhl.com almost daily yes and and i sent you a screen grab of what their homepage looks like right now mm-hmm. and i got thinking to myself you know it we didn't have the internet the way it is now well we didn't have it at all when i was 10 years old there was no internet uh but right. i think to myself if i was 10 and i had the internet the way it is now i would be just consuming hockey online like crazy and nhl.com would be one of the places i go to see my favorite players to see my favorite sure. teams. And I go there tonight and mm-hmm. I'm seeing like one, two, three, four, five, no other ads, five different ads, big banner ads on the main homepage demanding that I bet on the NHL. Right. Bet on the NHL, bet 365, bet on the right. NHL, bet on the NHL, and by the way, bet on the NHL. Uh, I'm, con- I'm, I'm growing concerned about it, to be honest. I know that sounds like a prude. But I think of all the kids that would be doing what I'd be doing at 10 years old and, you know, maybe, you know, they're obviously not betting now, but we're, we're, we're raising a generation of, of people that are going to just think that betting is what I need to do as a fan. Yeah. And it, it's concerning. Yeah, I, I, I agree. You know, I, li- I like betting. I like a little action on the game. I have fun. I love Vegas. I've been about freaking 15 times, 20 times to Vegas. Um, do I, do I bet responsibly? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, but you wonder, you're right, right? It's, it's, it just started. Okay. So what, what can the fallout possibly be of promoting betting? Hmm. Yeah, know, like, exactly. What is there a downside here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, if they're in the, in the boardroom again, Stevie, you know, what? Yeah. I don't, I don't see one, you know, people can win. People can win. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you keep trying, you're going to win. Uh, so I don't I don't know, Steve. I don't know. And, you know, on one hand, it's like, well, we're just we're, we're just jumping on board with what's been going on for a thousand years, you know, or a hundred mm-hmm. years, uh, you know, from bingo, Steve, to, to lot, buying lottery tickets to VLT machines to, you know, it's been it's been going on. But, you know, I I I, I always go back to the story. I have a friend of mine, Jack Rutherford. Who's who's well into his nineties? I I see Jack and have coffee with him 
every two or three years or something. And he was the commissioner uh, of, of the Alberta Lottery Commission. He was, mm-hmm. he was the head of it. And it was, he was part of it right when video lottery terminals came in. And they thought it was a coup, right? They thought, well, we're just like Vegas now, right? That we have all these. As you know, they've been around for forever now. And uh, he, he quit. He quit over it. You know, stepped down because um, it, was, it was absolutely crushing the life of the welfare recipient, you know, right. who's, who has no money. And yet they can sit on these terminals, and uh, and so he just he just saw something kind of inherently wrong with with promoting betting when when most of it sucks the life out of these guys, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I, I you know I, I kind of always look at that. Um, what's 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 going to happen with it? Well, you know, and, and if I'm running the league, I, you know, I think they've they've probably been thinking about this for a long, long time. Um, but I guess not that long since since betting, you know, legal betting could happen online. Mm-hmm. Um, so they probably look at it and go, okay, we can jump in there. The, the, the main thing, Steve, would be and only is cash, right? 100%. You know, this just in, right? It's all yeah. about putting your money up. Um, so they're going to have to they're going to have to have programs, Stevie. There's no doubt they're going to have to have programs for what are they, what are they going to do when people – you know, gambling on our games that we've put up, get into trouble with gambling. You know, if if your own players do, or drugs, or they get into an addiction problem, or or domestic problems and stuff, they step in, right? They step mm-hmm. in and and help and do whatever they can. So, what are they going to do now, Steve, with with fans of the game, who who are, you know, going who are ultimately going to have trouble gambling? Right. What do you do if you're the league? Yeah. Uh, well, we'll put out a statement promoting responsible betting. Okay, that'll solve it. You know, I, so I don't, what they, I don't know what these what these ads are doing are directing people. Each ad has at the base of it a direction to go to connectsontario.ca for responsible gambling information. Nineteen mm-hmm. plus. That's what they're doing. They're just basically saying, you know what? It's uh, they're just deferring effectively. Here's where you can go to learn how to be responsible. They're not really actually putting it in the actual ad anymore. Well, the only, <clears throat> I guess the whole, th- the whole thing, Steve is one would be, they must be getting a piece of the action. I don't know the details on those things. Um, do, are, are they, do they get a cut? Uh, I'm, I'm guessing they do, but, uh-huh. but well, the other hundred percent they would. Right. So the other, the other thing is, you know, they've, they've got sponsors, right? They've got, uh, advertisers, you know, um, of, of the league, in the league, of the teams and, and radio and, and and streaming and everything else, right? And television. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so, the, you know, every, everyone knows the, the price of an ad goes up depending how many viewers you have. So it'll be interesting to see the numbers, Steve, since gambling has been promoted so heavily, okay, so heavily, what's, what's happening with the average viewership of a hockey game? Is it is it bringing in new people? Is it is it bringing on board? And my guess would be, absolutely. Like like I don't see if I love my hockey, Steve. Am I not going to watch it because they're promoting gambling? Maybe, no. maybe. But I, I don't doubt think it. I don't think anybody's tuning out. To be honest, right. I think people are going. I don't like that. But I don't right. think anybody's. I don't think it's got to the stage where people will tune out or anything like that. We do have some people that have reacted. I basically put the same thing out on Twitter. 
Noah, the bus driver, had an interesting reply. He said, I can honestly say this is really scary and alarming for the future. I do tap my stick to those who can stay in control, but my heart goes out to those who are like me that simply couldn't and can't. I'm lucky I was able to get help. I work at it and I give back. If you see it being a problem, reach out for help. So Noah, the bus driver, obviously has had issues with that in the past. And right. uh, that's a good tweet right there. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. What are you, you, I guess we stand by and watch, right? And yeah. and act surprised when when people start to have problems gambling, you know. But right. but at the same time, Steve, if they, if they're if they're gamblers, uh, you know, you're a gambler. Uh, do you do you blame the NHL because you started betting on hockey when prior to that you've been betting on football, you know, or you've been betting on baseball and and basketball. And college football, you know, that that's been going on for years. So, no. so, you know, is the NHL to blame that uh, the same gamblers now are betting on, you know, it's uh, betting on hockey. Well, curling. let's uh, just to, bet on curling now, Stevie, as you know. So sure. Yeah. But to, just to reset my point, it's, it's the fact that we are promoting it so heavily on fairly innocuous situations. Like again, whether it's, the kid that's sitting down to watch the Sens Jets game tonight that's going to have all of this betting and gambling information woven into the actual programming. That's where it really gets kind of stealth and scary. Um, or whether it's the kid that's you know, going on NHL.com and seeing all this advertising. We're now, you know, it's not like you, you know, have a situation where you can, you know, you can only go on this website if you're 18 or something like that. These mm-hmm. are... This is part of the deal. Like even the the screen grab I sent you, I just noticed while we're talking, we've got all these banner ads that are normal ads, and you can clear, clearly see their ads. But in their news headlines, you've got ankle injury ends Andrew Hammond's NHL career. Right. Atkinson to miss the season for the Flyers. And then you've got NHL partners with Bet99 in Canada. Right. In their news part, right? It's right, just, yeah. it, it just I don't, I don't like that part of it, the fact that, you know, in the past, gamblers, they're, they're, they're fi- they'll find gambling wherever it ends up being. But it feels like, again, kids are being groomed here as they watch the games and they go online to mm-hmm. see their highlights and, and things like that. Right. Right. Anyway, it's a concern. And uh, Mike Babcock puts a little levity into it. I bet $5 on this tweet and lost. So thank you, Mike Babcock. <laughs> uh Anyway, uh, let's take a time out of the program. When we return, we'll talk about some other amazing things from the weekend, including the greatest NFL comeback ever and the World Cup final, one of the great soccer games ever. It's coming up after these words. Jim K. Ford Lincoln is turning 40, and to celebrate, they're giving you a gift. It's Truck Days, and to thank you for 40 years of support, Jim K. is offering up to $3,000 in factory order rebates. No matter what it is you have to do, make, move, or create, there's a Ford truck built for you. Come celebrate four decades of Jim K. by ordering your brand new Maverick, Ranger, or F-150 your way. Secure your order today. Get started at JimKFord.com. At Jim K. Ford Lincoln, we say yes! If you're looking to sell your home, maybe you're in the market to buy a home that better suits you and your family, check out the Glenn Walton Real Estate Team. Glenn helped me sell a home a couple of years ago and provided a great painter, a cleaner, and even bought new ceiling lights, all to make sure the home was looking its best on picture day and at the open houses, all part of his services, and he could do the same for you. Merry Christmas. 
Happy New Year, happy holidays from the gang at glenwalton.com. The NFL had the biggest comeback in NFL history on the weekend. The Vikings beating the Colts 39-36 to in OT, a team that's down 33 points. The, the quarterback of the Vikings, Kirk Cousins, threw yep. four touchdown passes in the second half. And, uh, I mean, a four-touchdown pass day is fantastic. Sure. To is. do it in the second half, pretty decent. And the Vikings were down 36-7 to with 44-53 remaining in the third quarter and then went on to win the game like crazy stuff. It reminded me very much of the Buffalo Bills coming back with Frank Reich, not Jim Kelly under center, coming back in a playoff game from, I think, 32 points down to beat the old Houston Oilers in a playoff game, no less. That happened in the wildcard playoffs, and the Bills won that one 41 right. to 38. But it just, speaking of gambling, imagine the kind of dough you could have made on betting on the Vikings at halftime there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, you know what's, you know what, Steve, speaking, speaking of uh, all sorts of things in sports, um, <laughs> you know, there, there's wins and losses, of course, all day long, right? That's what makes the world go around in the world of sports. And so maybe you'll lose a tough game, Steve. Okay, mm -hmm. maybe you're tied. Maybe maybe you fumble the ball, and you know, and they take it over, and they kick a fieldy. You yeah, know. not unlike the way I lost to Terry Marcotte in the fantasy football playoffs. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, good. Um, so, um, can you imagine though, Steve, for the complete opposite reaction if you put a camera in each of the dressing rooms, the winning and losing team? Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're gonna have the winning team, Steve, and they're going. Fucking bonkers, okay? What they, what they did, okay? When they when they charge into the dressing room and they're just going, you know, what a what a freaking way. And then well, let's flash over to the losing team, Steve. Yeah. Oh, what it must be like in there when the coach says, uh, "This is a bit of a problem, uh, letting that lead slip away." Yeah. You know, uh, it, it's. I don't know. It just struck me as I'd love to see the side by side of the video in each in each locker room. You know, well, it would be imagine, the equivalent of winning the winning winning the championship. You know, with, well, with it would the, be it would be, but there'd I be think, a lot of screaming in the losing locker room. Man, Some, yeah, I, I think that would be better than you know the awful player interviews or coach interviews before you know intermission, halftime, after the game. Like all those, those can all just go away. They're never any good. Once right. in a blue moon, a good one will come along. But generally speaking, I don't, I don't know why they bother with them because I, right. I, I mean, it, you want exposure, you know, I'd almost rather them ask about what are you guys doing for Christmas? Do you have a favorite Christmas movie or special that you like? You know, yeah. I, I just, it's never very, but that on the other hand, if you just had 24 seven live cameras in the locker room where you'd have an opportunity to really get unfettered access to how they sound after a massive win um, and, and how they sound after a, a heartbreaking loss, the mm -hmm. anger, the sadness, the emotion. That's what fans feed off of. Not some of this. So uh, what do they have to do in the third period? You know, I got to get pucks deep. Yeah. Got to take it one shift at a time. Yeah, and, be strong uh, on the puck. Yeah. That one's, be strong on the puck. 100%. So nobody wants to see those anymore. So maybe that's uh, I don't. I mean, they do provide that kind of access every once in a while, but it always has to go through the checks and balances, sanitized for teams' protection and players' protection. But it really would be neat to just sort of let it fly and right. uh, and hear the screaming matches that inevitably happen from time to time or whatever goes on behind the closed doors. That's what people really want access to, not the 
not the sanitized stuff. Right. Uh, by the way, Stevie, as a little aside, um, Sid Crosby's cool. Okay, I like Sid there. He's in the in the four these days, right? That he's going to go down as one of the greatest players. I don't know why it's such big news this week. I don't know if you've seen some of it, Steve, where they're talking about, you know, Sid the kid now. Um, he he and he loves to do stuff. So he does commercials, you know, he do, does a few things, and then he does these bits, Steve, about, uh, you know, sort of um, little little vignettes here about about the game and how to how to how to do this play or that play you know it's kind of a one-on-one thing right mm-hmm. and and one of those speaking of protecting the puck was how someone's how uh, you know someone's trying to defend against him and how he does it how, how what what are some of his moves to hold his left arm out to block the stick from coming around and shit like that right and uh um th- so that was that was one i watched this week steve and and the the defending player steve could not get the puck off sid's stick okay they just couldn't Okay, it was like 30 seconds of them trying really, really hard to do it. Right. And, and they couldn't do it, Steve. They, the issue, Steve, for me was, okay, that's fine, but um, it was a girl, Steve, that was doing the bit, okay, that was hosting this bit. Meaning what? Well, meaning she's not good enough, period, to get it, you know. If you're going to show me how to get you know, give me Nathan McKinnon, you know, trying to get it off Sid. Give me Darnell Nurse, Stevie, you know. Right, right. Give me some... It's like, oh boy, oh boy, can you believe that? Is Sid ever good? I couldn't get the, well, because you're 5'2 and you don't know how to skate. <laughs> it's not a gender issue. It's a strength issue. No, it's not issue. a gender issue. It's, it's not a, a strength gender issue. issue. Yeah, it just, it's, you could just say someone who is, uh, you yeah. know, is strong enough to actually compete properly with Sidney yeah. Crosby. Yeah. It's like Derry, Terry Bradshaw's, you know, saying he's going to defend against, you know, Russell Wilson. Right. You know, so what? You know? I'd like to see that, actually. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. I've had enough of that guy. Anyway, Steve, I, I, I digress. That's okay. That's okay. Um, also want to get to this one. You talked about coaches being upset after a game. How did Bill Belichick react to the weirdest finish that people have seen in a very, very long time? Set it up for me, would you, Steve? Okay, so the, it's the Patriots and the Raiders. Mm-hmm. The game is tied. And it's the final play of regulation. Right. Patriots have it somewhere around midfield. Mm-hmm. And their running back, Ramondre Stevenson, goes on a big, long run. The clock has yeah. hit zero now, but he's not getting to the end zone. No. And suddenly laterals the ball to his teammate. Good move. Not really. It's a good move if you're behind in the game. Remember, the game is tied. Overtime is looming. Right. That's, sure. Yeah. So you don't want to do anything too crazy. Yeah, you don't want to go nuts here. No, you know, I mean, it's not, they, they don't need to score here to, to extend the game. They don't have to do anything crazy and desperate. For some reason, the Patriots decided they would do crazy, desperate things in a tie game. So Stevenson laterals the ball to his teammate, Jacoby Myers, and, and he gets it and decides, I'm going to throw it backward about 25 to 30 yards to my quarterback, who is very slow, yeah. and he's the last man back. So what the hell is he going to do? It's not like he can throw the ball forward again. Anyway, um, he decides to throw it back to Mac Jones, about 30 yards, and great idea. No, it's not. Former Patriot Chandler Jones, who now plays for the Raiders, was there instead. He caught the ball, trampled Mac Jones with a straight arm, and walked off with the game-winning touchdown. Well done. Why in the world are the Patriots even thinking in those terms in a tie ball game. Especially Bill Belichick. He's pretty conservative, isn't he? No doubt. 
I think the players doesn't like to break from the norm very often. No, the players did that totally on their own. Like he, Belichick is cranky after victory sometimes. Right. Right. Let alone the losses, let alone the losses that you might see in minor football like that. He does not suffer fools gladly. We see it in the media all the time. I can't even imagine what he's doing with Stevenson and with uh, Jacoby Myers for doing what they did. Stevenson just, okay, you're not getting to the end zone. Do your best. Try and get there. You get tackled, you get tackled, we go to overtime. He's the one that started the ball rolling. Myers did it, you know, took it to a whole other level, and the Patriots were losers as a result. Again, I I don't know why you'd fire it back to your quarterback as the last man. What is he going to do, outrun everybody? Mac Jones? It's just ridiculous. Bill took their iPhones away, the two of them. Not allowed to use them for a while. Yeah. My other favorite NFL moment. I got two favorites. Okay. Was in the, the Bills game was great. Double favorite. Okay. Yeah, double favorite. Extra, extra favorites. In the Bills game, it's 29-29. Really good ball game. And it's a two-minute warning, and the Bills are coming back. And this blizzard in Buffalo breaks out in the fourth quarter. Just mm-hmm. big fat Charlie Brown Christmas snow falling. Squall. Yeah. Yeah. And the fans during the two-minute morning war- warning, they they fire up let it snow on the loudspeaker by Sinatra. And the whole crowd sings in unison in this absolute blizzard about six, seven days before Christmas. It was a pretty cool scene in Buffalo. And a they little bit of winning. a soft side of you, Steve. A little soft. I know. It yeah. was fun, though. It was really fun because they were all belting it out. It was really great. I thought it was awesome. Jim K. Ford Lincoln is turning 40, and to celebrate, they're giving you a gift. It's Truck Days, and to thank you for 40 years of support, Jim K. is offering up to $3,000 in factory order rebates. No matter what it is you have to do, make, move, or create, there's a Ford truck built for you. Come celebrate four decades of Jim K. by ordering your brand-new Maverick, Ranger, or F-150 your way. Secure your order today. Get started at JimKFord.com. At Jim K. Fort Lincoln, we say yes. And uh, finally, to wrap things up today, mm-hmm. you're a big Keith Morrison fan, and oh, I thought it was great. Keith Morrison yeah. fan, Steve. Yeah. Dateline put it out there. I, I'm sure, I don't know if they did it on Dateline you or just a, your, just a social media. your father get shot in the face. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he sat down and read The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. Uh-oh. And... Uh, and it got me to thinking Jimmy would love this. And uh, it was something along the lines of, well, Mr. Grinch, you could have left everyone's Christmas alone, but you didn't want to do that, did you? <laughs> <laughs> That's his buddy I know, but I thought yeah. that would be. Uh, here's a little of Keith Morrison reading The Grinch. And what happened then? Well, in Whoville, they say that the Grinch's small heart grew three sizes that day. And the minute his heart didn't feel quite so tight, he whizzed with his load through the bright morning light, and he brought back the toys and the food for the feast. And he, he himself, the Grinch, carved the roast beast. The end. (laughs) How low can Keith actually go, Steve? Okay. What do you mean? Oh, yeah. That was great. I know. I know. It's it's good. But I'm just saying, you know, when you see him on Dateline, yeah. you know, it's like, this is not just a beautiful little haven. No, this is a haven for murder. Right? <laughs> and then when he does the Grinch, he really lays it on. You know? Yeah. It's good. It's, it's very uh, good. Just before we go, you're in and at homework once again. We highly recommend 
you uh, Google Bill Hader and his Keith Morrison impression. So good. So, so good. And the other guys. And the other guys on Dateline. Oh, yeah. Very good. It does three of them. Uh, Stevie, I I, I think that my favorite story today uh, that you brought up was the Minnesota Vikings uh, comeback. Mm -hmm. What you left out, Steve, in that story, okay, is that every single player, Steve, because they're close, they live nearby, Steve, every single player in the Minnesota Vikings spent a little time with the Minnesota North Stars. Oh, that's nice. Even though the North Stars... People don't know that stuff, Steve. You want to you do a podcast, you got to separate yourself, Steve, from other podcasts and bring original content. You're right. You're right. Stuff I go to to find that out. Yeah. Of course, the North Stars have been, you know, they folded about 25 years ago. But that's okay. That's yeah. okay. Uh, that'll do it for today's show. could be wrong there, but I don't yeah. know. Thanks to our great sponsors, Jim K. Ford and the Glen Walton Real Estate Team. We want to thank you for being with us. Uh, five days till Christmas. Hope everything's going great. And uh, we're going to get into some Christmassy stuff moving forward here. And James, enjoy your evening, and we'll talk to you next time. Good night, everybody. <laughs> we'll see you. <ya. laughs> In a world. In a world.